connecting to the real nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account, at Real Nerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that, too, realnerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hi, my name is Paul Caroli, and I host a podcast called Changing Denver. It's a monthly show about our city's physical spaces, how we make them, and how they make us. But it's so much more than that. It's the conversations, ideas, and stories that define Denver's perpetual state of flux. Find more from our team at changingdenver.com and join the conversation on Twitter, at Changing Denver. Denver's changing. We can help. Hey, this is Andre Gower from the Monster Squad, and you're listening to the Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con 2017 and beyond. Not only that, but you can see us live at Denver Comic Con 4.30 Friday in room 504. Not only will we be doing a live podcast, but we have a bunch of fun things planned. We'll have a game. Um, we'll have swag to give away. It'll be like Michael Scott where he's like, swag. And it'll be great. Stuff we all get. Yes. <laughs> Stuff we all get. <laughs> Um, every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week, we saw Cars 3. Stay tuned to the end of the show where we'll review the, the, that for this episode and tell you if you should see it or not. I am joined by three other nerds. Zach. James. Brad. Nice. James, you sound a lot cooler this week. Well, I try. Yes. I decided that The Rocketeer and Matthew McConaughey are very overrated. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that is Way not all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. That's hardcore. What, what what changed your mind? What well, I was watching a NASA documentary and I realized how much that sucked, too, and decided that let's get all three out of the way at I once. Space is the worst. God, I hate it. I hope we never leave this planet. <laughs> Tell us again how uh, you would write sh- stuff. How would I write stuff? Yeah. Well, I'd make things really overly complicated, and then I'd put throw in a lot of stuff that doesn't need to be there. <laughs> all right. Wow. Sounds like a good plan. It's like James is saying everything everyone else has thought about him. <laughs> Um, a, next um, week he can be me. So yeah, ne- next week he can be Henry. Have well, next week is Transformers, right? Oh my! Oh, y'all oh, yeah. are gonna uh, hate on me for that. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I was actually dreading that. I was looking at the schedule and going, "Oh man!" I I toyed with texting you, going like, "Guys, I'm sick. Cough." Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because I. When I see the trailer, the story is garbage already in the trailer. Yeah. But then you see Michael Bay do like these really cool sweeping shots. Like, yeah, he does pretty cool action stuff. Is that enough to sustain me? Which, by the way, I was reading the runtime is two hours and 40 minutes long. Well, that's uh. pretty consistent with the rest of his films. Oh, yeah, so. I know. It's uh, I'm already dreading it. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? It's not the first one we've done on this podcast. so I will enjoy it. I'm guessing more than Twilight. I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing. Uh, did you, have you done... Was it just the fourth one, or did you do the third one? No, we did the third one. Yeah, third one of our first episodes. I can't remember like the years that came out. I like the Dark Side of the Moon because there's a fatality in it. But well, I think Dark Side of the Moon is actually like the best one. Is it? I I've never never seen the second one because I thought the first one. Well, second one you don't need to see. That's the worst one. So I think the first one was awful. So the part where like Bumblebee's outside the house and he's like trying not to make some noise. I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) 
We'll look forward. And the to only that, noise so. you heard was me hanging from the rafters. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We'll look forward because Transformers last night will be Art House Asshole next week. So <laughs> really, yep. Nice. We planned it. Like, nice. So, I don't feel like that's an Art House title. Well, um, Michael Bay's movies are on Criterion. So, yeah, so <laughs> you just wait till I transform this way and over interpret this film. So. I always laugh when they showed up on there. Is Michael Bay show up at, like Criterion's office and he's like, <laughs> put Armageddon on there, and he takes a shot in the mouth and. To be fair, they are both classic and contemporary, so I don't know. I have classic? the Armageddon. I have the Armageddon one. I would <laughs> I would fight you on classic. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying there's there's a there's a leniency to this. No, there's not. <laughs> also, as the resident asshole, I will say that Criterion has never claimed to be good films. They've always said we really we release and do packages of like important films mm. and in, and the rock is important well the rock is not there <laughs> it's it, only armageddon and armageddon did kind of revolutionize the blockbuster and kind of represents what the blockbuster was of the early 2000s and late 90s hmm. so and, that's my and criterion hasn't bothered to upgrade any of those films to blu-ray that's true so <laughs> those, yeah, those mean, licenses are done i mean they do they stand shoulder to shoulder with like the lady vanishes and stuff so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Hitchcock then Bay. Everybody yes, knows that. Hitchcock and then Bay. I'm pretty sure at the time, like because their catalog was a lot smaller, it was just like we need to get something that will something sell. they'll sell. Yeah. yeah. So they just picked up, you know, the most popular thing. They but could. now they're like, yeah, oh, we're gonna put out a bunch of French movies. <laughs> put out something good. They made a deal with the French government. What are you gonna do? <laughs> and with that attitude, you can expect Armageddon to become, come out on Blu-ray pretty soon. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Is that or it's probably already on Blu-ray, right? It has to be. It not, is, but not it's Criterion. Like through, yeah, it's through Touchstone or you know. Disney I say that, but True Lies isn't on Blu-ray, and I think it's really bizarre. There's really cool like action movies that aren't on Blu-ray, but what do I know? It's a conspiracy. I think so. Some of them uh, get lost in the like the rights, like if they were it, part of studios that like went under. And they fall to other studios. It's hard to like. Oh no, it's definitely a pain in the ass. Yeah. I, I was reading an interview with. So I think True Lies is like TriStar, probably. No, I think True Lies is Fox. No, it's Fox. It's, it's just James true. Cameron's an asshole. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, that he's waiting to figure out how he can true. convert it to 3D before he puts it out. That yeah. is not. That is a true lie that he is an <laughs> asshole. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, there's some stuff that like trickles out eventually, and um, fingers crossed. I mean, like with all the stuff that I see coming out of Shout Select, I'm like. So True Lies isn't on Blu-ray, but this is? <laughs> yeah, well, I keep on waiting for the Shout Select on Last Action Hero, which, by the way, I already got my two foil cards, so I'm hoping there might be more. <laughs> and yes, there will be a pack of Last Action Hero trading cards available at Denver Comic-Con. Nice. Awesome. We'll give away for swag. <laughs> Stuff we all get. <laughs> yes. We also like to go around town with Bradley Haig in a segment I sing, Going around town with Bradley He's looking for a place to watch a movie. Parking his car at the drive-in. Eating a bunch of pepkin. How long do we have a live band? With Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and some M&Ms. Do you know do any you live candy? bands? I've never seen you eat candy, I don't think. Except, like, gummy worms. Uh, Yeah, I have Sour Patch Kids I've had at movies. Yeah? I don't like, think I've ever seen you eat candy at movies. I don't eat a lot of candy. Yeah. Just cause yeah. Bleh. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, you don't have to be such an elitist. Brad, this is why you weren't invited to Willy Wonka's factory. <laughs> I've eaten like a whole box of candy before, like on one sitting. Have it's you? awful. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. Like, shit. <laughs> Full moderation. <laughs> There's like, a reason at the Alamo they give you the candy in a takeout box. <laughs> yeah. I never ordered candy from the Alamo. Yeah. Mostly they have good ones. A little bit out of protest because like one of the first showings I was at there, like when they first opened, some like... 
um, like affluent uh, father of a yeah. family was arguing at the box daddy, office that they didn't have candy. He's supposed to give me. <laughs> okay, buddy. It's like, wow. Uh, I mean, your life was really put on hold, uh, and your experience at the theater was ruined because the Alamo didn't what, serve. You don't get me any more candy. You can kiss this gag a bit. Who can take so, a sunrise? <laughs> sadly, after that, they caved and started offering candy. But yeah, I was just like, well, well they've always had candy. No, not the first month or so. Uh, until I, that guy complained. I remember them having candy. Yeah. Because I ordered uh, hot tamales that come in like a Chinese takeout box. Like in the first month that it opened? Mm-hmm. All right. Well. well, I mean, we're making fun of that guy, but clearly he gets stuff done. So. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'll tell you right now, you don't have any candy. When you're shouting at the box office being like, it's ridiculous that a movie theater doesn't carry Reese's Pieces or whatever. <laughs> it's like... Dude, I can go anywhere and get Reese's Pieces except for the Animal Draft House. <laughs> Tell you what, we should bring him into Fox headquarters and be like, "Hey, what? You get two lines on Blu-ray? You can just kiss his goodbye." <laughs> it's just Trey Parker. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's happening around town? The midnight at the uh, whoa, 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 Henry, you don't do segues. I do segues. You are, but you did it already. <laughs> <laughs> you sang it. Uh, Good job, pal. So this weekend, it's another showing of The Room. But, uh, you tang me a pot, Brad. <laughs> that's right. That's what he says. Um, but next weekend is really cool. It's Jurassic Park. Ooh, oh, wow. Nice. So Fun. we'll be buried in the con. That's but. an adventure. 65 million years and 25 years in the making. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing that when they still had the 35 millimeter print and it broke halfway through, but it was still fun. Mm. But uh, July 21st and 22nd, I'm more excited about because they're playing the original Ninja Turtles movie again. Oh, wow. oh. yeah, yes. so, hell yeah! Do you know when the next time they're going to start showing uh, Space Jam again? I yeah, no idea. <laughs> did you go to that? I did. Yeah. Was there oh, a lot nice. of people there? Mm. <laughs> that, there's your answer. It's like the, it's like the standard. Like, was there the more night, people at the so. drive-in when we saw it than at the Esquire? Yes. <laughs> Speaking of the drive-in, uh, they've changed it up, and miraculously, they have added Wonder Woman to the lineup. Oh wow! Nice. So you can start out by seeing Captain Underpants or not, like I am, and then <laughs> roll into Wonder Woman, and then uh, shoot. Give, give it a the, chance, Ralph. It was uh, Alien Covenant. Alien Covenant. Yeah. Yeah, Abner Pants is fun. It's a lot of fart jokes. Yeah. I mean, if the bad like guys are Professor Poopy Pants. Professor Pippy Poopy Poopy Pants. We can get into it later, but I'm like, the, this year's like animated film, like feature film, is really barren. Like, I was trying yeah. to think like what is going to be like nominated this year because I thought like, I mean, we'll get into it, but like, I just thought like there's really nothing coming out in terms of animated films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was watching I uh, was gonna do. the yeah, Lego Batman go. movie last night. Oh, and they yeah, have... the Lego films. I forgot about those. Well, so. when I was watching it, they have live action clips of... Um, Jerry Maguire in it, so that might disqualify uh, it. I don't think. I think but, it's like it has to be original. I mean, I don't, I don't know the exact rules. Yeah, I, I'm going to say not because he's just watching it. Well, there's live there's action footage film. in Wally of uh, that's true. The yeah. Musical, Kiss Me Kate. I think it's yeah. And isn't there Hello live Do- action of the, Dolly. the people at the beginning in yes. Wally? Yes, that's so true. There's also a live uh, action of the people. Fred at the Willard. Beginning. Yeah, yeah. But they, but they, huh. then again, they are Disney, and they. There must be some rule with it. Like, if yeah. they use it in terms... When did they start doing, like, the separate I don't know category. when they started, but I know, like, so that I wonder was, if Wally so. was before that. No, it was... Um, so, the first time they did animated feature was 2001, and Shrek was the first winner. Well, yeah, but, like, when did they introduce the rule, though? Oh, um, probably after Wally, then, if, if yeah, Lego I mean, Movie was disqualified. 
It would make the most sense. But I, but I would also argue that in the Lego movie, it's more integral to the story. That's true. Yeah. It's not random. It's, it's not. It's yeah. not done for shits and giggles. Yeah. yeah. And I'm also sure, like, I'm sure that one probably finds because, like, it's a different film. Like, it's not, like, something made for this film, and so. Right. I mean, then again, I haven't read the rule book in two years, so. I can't believe you read it at all. (laughs) What did you think of the anti-Henry Jarvis clause? It was very rude. (laughs) Very unnecessary. (laughs) Do they even know me? (laughs) Is this another Henry Jarvis? (laughs) This is really oddly specific. (laughs) This is what's happening at the Alamo Draft House, guys. Hello. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. Hi, I'm Leonard Malton. Hi, I'm Mark Hamill. Hi, I'm Elijah Wood. This is Seth Rogen. I'm Christopher Mintz-Bloss. I'm Mark Star. Welcome to the Alamo Draft House. A lot of kid camp stuff. I don't know if uh, people are aware, but you can get a passport for Alamo for children's movies. And each stamp, the kids get the more movies they see, the more prizes they can win. Uh, this week is Matilda. And you can see that all week at either Sloan's Lake or Littleton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Global Refugee is also presenting District 9 mm. at 7.30 at Sloan's Lake on Tuesday. The Aspen Grove Family Film Night is The Goonies. That's up in Littleton. Girly Night presents Dirty Dancing. You don't put baby in a corner, guys. I'll be there. Don't do it. Don't you do it. Uh, at Sloan's Lake, the Gay 60s presents The Children's Hour. Oh, this one's a fun one. And the punk slash dead presents Slumber Party Massacre 2. There we go. I literally just watched that on uh, Blu-ray. It's about a dude who plays a guitar and kills people with it. Nice. Yeah. And Thursday, the bra- the bu- the Busker Fest presents Denver Union Station, Portal to Progress. I'm guessing it's some sort of... Uh, Beer thing. Uh, or like some sort of documentary. Yeah. That sounds like right up no uh, Art House Assholes Alley. Uh, sure, I'll go. I'll be the reporter there. So. <laughs> Such enthusiasm. Field reporting voice. from. <laughs> at at uh, Littleton, we got uh, Titanic on Friday, uh, Sunday. Are you and the English the patient is uh, afternoon tea. And also Baby Driver featuring live stream with Edgar Wright is at 5 p.m. Ooh. You can see that at either uh, Sloan's Lake or Littleton. That's sold out. Oh, wow. I'm going to try and get tickets. Yeah. I would try Sloan's Lake because yeah. people are still trying to get used to Sloan's Lake. And every time I've been there, there's only been like five or six people in the theater. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I would do. And uh, yeah, uh, opening Friday is Transformers and the Bad Batch, which looks really weird. Who who directed Bad Batch? The it's, woman who did uh, uh, Girl Walks Alone, Alone at Night. Yeah. Cool horror movie film. name I've heard in a long time. Yeah. I think it's Anna Lily Amanpour or something. something like, yeah, it's, I think that's shot. Yeah. yeah. She didn't like Fury Road. Well, I didn't like most of her filmography, so... (laughs) I just read that today. And that's been a segment called What Would Ryan Do? (laughs) Yes. I like Fury Road. Yeah. Well, I do, too. I'm just saying that she didn't. Yeah, she's stupid. Uh, She's like, I don't don't get the water spout. doesn't make sense to me. I liked Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Uh, I've heard very mixed negative things about this new film. And every interview I read with her, she just comes off as someone I wouldn't like in person, so... (laughs) Yeah, she's very, like... You know what I call it? Uh, Independent filmmakers. Yeah, yeah, I know a lot of them. So, yeah, a lot of times they think their shit's so much better than like mainstream stuff, and I just shake my head and say no. Look at this shit; it's the best shit ever. <laughs> we also like to watch movies, and we buy movies usually every week. Well, actually, I didn't buy. Oh, I did buy like three this week. Um, I, well, if you include all this in the Spider-Man collection, I guess I bought eight this week. Uh, this is movies that are coming out on Blu-ray. DVD releases and Blu-rays. 
Uh, Scream Factory is releasing the shitty movie The Lawnmower Man. Did anybody like Lawnmower Man? I have never seen that movie. It's garbage. I just, but I love the title, The Lawnmower Man. I've heard, like, I've always known of it because it sounds stupid. Yeah, it's I, stupid. I want to see it because it's one of those things I feel like I should see. And so, um, I yeah, like the, I mean, if. I like listening to the Have This Get Made review of Lawnmower Man. Yeah, no, it's garbage. Even, like, they have these CGI graphics because it takes place in, like, virtual reality. Yeah. And they look bad for 1992. Wait, it's not a story about a man who mows lawns? Nope. Well, oh, I mean, he does. He is the. He's like a. It's a stupid movie. So basically, <laughs> Jeff Fahey plays this like dumb guy who's goes into virtual reality to make him smarter, and he ends up being in virtual reality. It's stupid. So it's like a bad version of Tron. Yes. Oh, okay. It's so bad. It's based on a Stephen King short story, and he's that's shit. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, but it does have a big cult following, so I'm sure that's why Scream Factory is uh, releasing it. Mm. Uh, Arrow is releasing The Bird and the Crystal Plumage. Um, which is an Italian um, horror film, I believe. Yeah. Okay. I always I do like the like titles of Italian horror films. No, they're, they're usually Italian. They got the title game down. Yeah, because <laughs> there's this one I love. It's it's uh, the night Evelyn came out of the grave. I think it's a great name. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. Uh, in terms of uh, 4K life, the Ryan Reynolds Venom movie is coming out. Uh, the movie I have pre-order that will show up is uh, Joe versus the volcano is being brought to us by Warner Archives. There we go. Uh, for the first time together on in one package, the Naked Gun trilogy will oh, be wow. available. Nice. Uh, the Paul Nashe collection, which is another like cheap horror film. Uh, Hack o' Lantern with this lady holding up a severed head. I thought we discussed Hack o' Lantern at some. We point. Ha- we have, but it's showing up again. <laughs> People really liked it. They had to do another uh, reissue of it. <laughs> yes. Um, Car Wash is a shout select starring Richard Pryor. There we go. Marseille trilogy is some criterion French shit. I think I've heard of it. I don't know a bunch about it though. Uh, the Big O looks like it's some sort of anime. <laughs> a million Ways to Die with Patricia Arquette and Jeff Bridges is also coming out. There we go. Still no True Lies. Um, another Scream Factory is Island of Terror. They lived by eating human bones and threatened to consume the world. Okay. We yep. know their intentions. <laughs> There's some dude with an axe and people scared and tentacles on the cover. Uh, and oh, Agatha, hentai. <laughs> yeah, and Agatha Christie's Ten Little Indians is Ooh. also. Yeah. Is that like a special edition of some sort? Um, it looks like it's some sort of special edition. And the case is clear, so it's definitely a, a niche Ooh. title. Okay, cool. I'm down. I like Ten Little Indians. And that's what's coming out on Blu-ray this week. Nice. Hey, this is movie news, or dead people news. It's real news! <laughs> um, I don't know, I, I couldn't find anything except they're starting to show Spider-Man, and people really like it, so um, that's, all, that's all I got. <laughs> for news this week. Did you watch that? It's like I don't I forget what it's a it's a commercial for something, I just forget what it's for, but it's like an extended commercial that has Robert Downey Jr., Tom Oh Holland. yeah, it's like the NBA Finals one. That's what it where is. Where he's like yeah. picking up crackers. And it's yeah. like his own little mini movie. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Um yeah. we forgot to mention last week that Glenn Headley passed away. And Tess uh, Trueheart. Yep, we would know her as Tess Trueheart from Dick Tracy from nineteen ninety one. Yeah. Ninety one, yeah. Ninety. Ni- ninety, right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, the year after Batman. Um, and uh, but this week we had Stephen First died um, from uh, Animal House. You would know him as um, uh, not Otter, sorry, um, 
shoot, I'm I'm losing it. Who was it? Who was he in? I've never seen Animal House. He's never. Well, I know Ryan has because he's a deviant like me. Uh, I can't remember. Flounder. That's Flounder, it. Flounder. There yep. There we go. Um, he was a funny guy. And um, the bigger death this week was John G. Albertson passed away, the director of Rocky and the Karate Kid. Yep. Yep. Rocky one and five. Yep. Rocky one and five. Karate Kid Part One. Karate Kid Part Two. And did he do three, three and four? four? I think so. Oh wow, the whole gamut. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, I like the first two. Yeah, and he did Lean on Me, which I love. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I can never get. I'm not a big drama guy. I know, but I, it's so hard for me. I literally have four pictures left for my M- Emily Blenathon, and they're all dramas. <laughs> my God. Settle in with some Kleenex. <laughs> she's so good and she's so pretty, but I don't know if. But I just don't like her making me say it. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> there, there must be some other news somewhere. Nope. Really? <laughs> me and Henry we just yeah, we were looked up. We, we, we already looked. Really I, we, we double checked each other. All right. Like the only other news is that I mean, like, there's really stupid stuff. Like Godzilla two started filming this week. Okay. Cool. With a bunch of monsters, but if you watched stayed to the end of Kong Skull Island, you already knew that. Yep. Which uh, someone sold a house. Mm-hmm. He didn't do the next Karate Kid, actually. Oh, okay. But um, he did do... Come on, double-check this one. Yep. He did uh, Van Damme's Desert Heat, <laughs> so, actually, which is also called Inferno in some places, and he did it under a stage name of Danny Mulroon. <laughs> <laughs> you must be proud of it. I was yeah. going to ask you, Brad, so there's a Blu-ray at Best Buy that's 6 bucks, and it's 5 Van Damme action pack. Do you think it's worth six bucks yes <laughs> <laughs> which right. ones uh i forget it's i think the only good one on there is it like second command and the hardcore and Man. all the straight to dvd ones no no there is one um it's six copies of Bloodsport Re- <laughs> resurgence well oh man that movie um <laughs> well, i can't remember kickboxer vengeance oh sorry yeah. <laughs> there's like okay. there's like two there's two like big van damme collections out right now Knocked up or knock up? Knocked. Knockout. Van Damme in knock off. <laughs> knock off until death was one. Was Miss Heigl, I don't think we should have this baby. <laughs> it's not hot. It's cold. <laughs> uh, I'm still waiting for one to be as awesome as Death Warrant. I think that's his best movie. I mean, you can get Death Warrant by I itself. Have it. yeah. <laughs> oh, I have it. <laughs> but yeah, there's like there's one set that has like ma- maximum risk and oh, that's like that one. Sport. That it's, one, yeah. Okay, that's a pretty good one. All right, so that was worth, worth seven bucks. bucks. I, mean, seven, I think it's. I mean, maximum risk itself is probably not <laughs> worth six bucks, but. Uh, I remember two other pieces of news. Uh, Simon Kimberg is going to direct the next uh, X Men film. Oh, that's right. Dark good Phoenix. for him. Uh, he deserves it. Yeah, Dark Phoenix is going to be the next one, yep. and they're uh, trying to get uh, Jessica Chastain. I don't know if they've signed her yet. I think she's in talks. To oh, I'm play sure she the, will. The next uh, antagonist. I suppose things like you know, if you're an actor. I mean, they're going to pay you tons of money to yeah. be in one movie. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked that she is still around because she is burning every bridge she gets the opportunity to. Who, Jessica Chastain? Yeah. Pretty much. She's, like, insulted, like, 15 different producers and directors. Really? And yeah. It's all, she like, seems uh, so nice. And, it's all, and, like, I'm kind of I'm on her side for a lot of it because it's all, like, stuff dealing with, like, uh, like, wage gap and that kind of stuff. But, like, she's, like, she's purposely making people her, like, enemy at this point. Mm. She looks great in Lawless. <laughs> I don't know if you guys no, have seen Lawless. Act- no, yeah. She's, she's a great actress, but I mean... <laughs> Uh, I'm just, I, uh, typically how people act like that is a great way to not get any work anymore. Oh yeah, so. well, she had yeah. a lot of things to say at Can. No, she had a lot of things to say at Can, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, she's 
Uh, she's yeah, she's a good actress. No, I, I mean I love her. I, I, I yeah, I think she'll. I think. I yeah. I mean, if she's saying about equal pay and stuff, it's like it's like I'm I'm on her same side. Yeah, it's like you know, it's weird how people do get blackballed though. I yeah. mean, um, yeah. I mean, Mel Gibson said some bad things, but you didn't rape a kid. Yeah. And people still get Roman Polanski money, I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, boy. Oh, Polanski. Yes. That was news that the the lady he victimized is trying to get his sentence overturned. Well, I think it's also because she just doesn't want to deal with it anymore. Yeah, like, but it doesn't work that way. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, it's, I understand why she wants to do it, but. No, yeah, like, I definitely understand. It's just. It just but, you need to think about, like, what's the message we're sending as well, so. He's a creepy old man. Yes. Speaking of creepy old men, this is what we've been watching this week. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Uh, <laughs> What'd you watch this week, Henry? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, uh, yeah, that's enough, buddy. What was the film with Morgan Freeman this year about the hell they steal things? Oh, the art. Uh, no, going um, in going in style. style. That was yeah. the joke. That was, ha- everyone laugh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me uh that movie, I, I think I talked about it last week or the week before, um, Eyewitness, uh-huh. also had Morgan Freeman in it. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I totally forgot. And he literally plays Detective Black. <laughs> <laughs> um, he looked at the script and said, what the fuck? <laughs> he's like 83. He's like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> that was not a good Morgan Freeman. I, I know it wasn't. I'm not good at Morgan Freeman. Sorry, uh, go on. Uh, Our House also this week is Son of Saul. Uh, it's a Holocaust film. It won Best Foreign Film uh, in 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time director. It's a Hungarian film. First time a Hungarian film was ever won Best Best uh, Foreign Film. Uh, yeah, it's super depressing. But did I mean, it, did it? Is it a well made film? Did it deserve? Oh, it's very picture? well made. It's very very well made, especially like the technical aspects of it, because it's all. Very, it's pretty much entirely close up, like uh, and like very shallow depth of field as well. So he went to the Tom Holland. Film of school? No, it's better okay. uh, because it's not <laughs> like Tom it's, Holland or Tom. I mean uh, Hooper. Tom Hooper. It's not like a wide shot while also being a close up. <laughs> okay, because like the entire aspect <laughs> yeah, ratio. Tom is Hooper. Also, sorry. Like the aspect ratio is like one to one too. So it's like really there. Mm. So, uh, but really well made. If you want to, if you want to see a good Holocaust film, <laughs> check out Son of Saul. Um, Always in down for those. Yeah. Ah, we made it to the weekend. Let's go through the <laughs> movies we can watch. What do you want? I, I'm I feeling like a good Holocaust movie. <laughs> you know, there hasn't been a good Holocaust movie in a while. I know. What's the last one you remember? Last Schindler's List was pretty good, right? Hi, welcome to Regal. What movie are you going to see? I don't know. Do you have anything in the Holocaust, Holocaust. main set? Any any genre? Any Holocaust movies come out this week? Come back, <laughs> come back in November. Um, uh, I, it, I just can't get any good Holocaust movies outside of award season. <laughs> I just have a hankering for Jews burning. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> can, can you bleep that out? Yeah, let's keep... Let's, let's practice for next week. I'm going to play a game. It's called How Far Away Can I Scooch From Henry. <laughs> uh, I'm Jewish. It's fine. Um, <laughs> oh, then it's cool. <laughs> okay. um, I also watched Victoria. Victoria... I'm just running through all like the films of 2015 that I missed. Victoria is a German film. Uh, notoriously, it's uh, it's an hour and I think forty five minutes, and it's all one shot, like one take. Oh yeah, I have that on my list. Yeah, uh, and it's not like Birdman where like they fake it. It is like they filmed it over a four hour span. Yeah, and they just and it's a heist film, which is interesting as well that you filmed a heist film all in one take. Uh, but beyond the concept of how they made it, it's really not that interesting. Uh, I mean, it's it's it's. it's I think it's like one of these like if you're a filmmaker, you should check it out. Uh, it's on Netflix just because it's kind of an interesting kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's definitely not something people need to check out. Yeah. Uh, I watched Wanted, 
because uh, I thought, hey, why not? Let's watch Wanted. He's um, good. Yeah, I like it. It's 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 very over the top and fun. Mm-hmm. So if you're not expecting that kind of thing, then don't watch it. Uh, but uh, I can't do a Morgan Freeman apparently. But I love when he says, "Shoot this motherfucker." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Uh, like James McAvoy's like first big role. So yeah, yeah, good for him. Uh, and then and I and Chris Pratt. Oh yeah, Chris Pratt was in it too. <laughs> He's the asshole in it. Yeah. Um. And then I realized I was watching like two. I was I had like a string of watching films that were all like four stars and above. So I wanted to like humble myself. So I watched a whole like a string of bad films. So I watched from Justin to Kelly. Don't you don't need to okay. Don't, didn't, 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 Where'd you even find it? <laughs> Trust me, it was very difficult. Like, um, and you, did you have to rent it on Amazon or something? Yeah, I had to get he, it on iTunes. He got yeah. Justin Greeny's personal copy, <laughs> and, it, and he's like, "It's a sweet movie," because <laughs> he's a Dr Pepper guy, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember having to stock that movie at Hollywood that Video. Movie in the fucking theater with my aunt and my two little cousins who are girls. I would have been sick. I I, I literally like I walked out. My aunt's like, "What you think?" And I'm like. I just looked at her. I didn't say a goddamn thing. <laughs> I watched uh, Kirk Cameron's Christmas or Saving Christmas. <laughs> um, again, did he save it? Cri- yeah, um, gotta be a little sure quicker. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he sure saved it because um, we're on the same wavelength. I know, but <laughs> uh, and then I watched Smiley, which is a YouTube celebrity pr- made and produced film. It's as about as good as you'd expect of a YouTube produced movie it to What's be. What's it about? It's about a murderer whose name is Smiley, and is he it, has like, a horror film. It's a horror film. You've probably seen the poster because it's floated around for years. I think I oh, have. It's, that, it's that like mask. It's the mask like that's a... like flesh, but has like a smiley face on it. Yeah, it's like an emoji. Yeah, smiley it's, face. it's really stupid. Um, but yeah, um, he's trying to dig his way through the walls of my right. house. <laughs> as long as he's not breaking anything. No, he's not. He's fine. All right. And uh, yeah, so I watched. Three bad films and three good films. Wow. That's like totally opposite end of spectrum-ish. Yeah. So. Your life should be called 50-50. It should be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I watched this week. I didn't watch a lot. Zach? Um, watched a couple things. Um, I watched The Keepers on Netflix, um, which was really good. It was very emotional. Um, at some point halfway through, I was like, you know, I really like Spotlight, but this is way better. Um, probably because they're dealing with the personal issue a little bit more than the journalism aspect of everything like they talk to reporters and whatnot but they also talk to these two middle-aged women who are trying to figure out like why is this pastor able to molest like hundreds of children and all this stuff you know that documentary made my wife cry uh, the keepers mm-hmm. uh, it dude it's it's emotional it's a documentary right well it's a series like it's a documentary yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah it's like six seven episodes yeah my wife wouldn't stop crying watching it oh dude it's it's fucking it's She's a like, bummer it's, it's so a, sad it's a bummer of a series <laughs> like watching it i was just like i, I kind of want to stop it but i need to know what the fuck happened and there's some interesting twists and turns you kind of don't expect um throughout the course of it like people who appear in the first episode they don't really talk about for a couple of episodes and then all of a sudden they bring them back in an interesting way so it was it was a fascinating watch I, i'd highly check it out um I watched The Jinx on HBO because um, I got my HBO subscription. Uh, it's a great story and it's very interesting, but it's all really a big build up to the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. Where <laughs> has everybody seen it? Yeah, I mean, it's also okay. Dancing, you know what happens. Even, you know what happens. That fucker living it, leaving his goddamn mic on is just the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> it's just I was in shock. I wasn't in shock by what he was saying. 
because that was like whatever it's crazy person talk i was just like you left your goddamn mic on <laughs> most criminals aren't very smart is that? that is true um but uh there's a reason they get caught yeah but it was interesting um i watched um capturing the freedmans which was the documentary from the guys who did the jinx and um that was uh depressing too but it was also very like it was like watching Malcolm in the Middle, but if he, if they were even shittier people. <laughs> no, Brian Cranston. The best way I could describe that series uh, or that movie. Um, but uh, it was very well shot, very well executed. I don't know. There's some kind of controversy behind it, but I haven't read too much into it. Um, so I don't know exactly what the specifics are. But like, I know that like the gist of it was that there were people who weren't interviewed for the documentary that were apparently victims of the Friedman uh, father that felt that the the documentary shouldn't have been nominated for an Oscar because of A, B, C, and D. But like I said, I haven't read the specifics. Um, I watched Daddy's Home on the lighter <laughs> side. Um, it wasn't bad. Um, it was fun. Um, Some of those movies, I'm like, there's a sequel? Yeah. <laughs> the, the the trailer for the sequel looked fun. <laughs> Just watching Mel Gibson uh, and John Lithgow be comedic relief to me sounds like a fun uh, premise but uh daddy's home the first one and it wasn't bad like i, I kind of realized that like halfway through it i was like i'm not really laughing out loud but i really like the the things they're doing like it's technically funny i'm just not laughing i don't know like i was kind of like i was like meh it's yeah. there it's 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 i like the premise more than i like the movie itself very, mi- very middle lower tier will ferrell yeah so. i was i was kind of like i love this premise could be so much better if done like if you changed a bunch of things but like you could do this you could make this really fun movie um i watched the untouchables again because i gotta love the chicago way um that movie's so beautifully shot it's beautifully executed and um i'd say no aisle is a great movie it's a great film um uh the uh it's it's my I think it's my favorite Costner movie outside of Field of Dreams. I, I love Kevin Costner. I, I'll yeah. watch pretty much anything he's in. Oh yeah, absolutely. And Sean Connery's great in it. Obviously, uh, Andy Garcia is is wonderful in the film. And um, uh, De Niro's De Niro sticks out like a sore thumb, but not. But I don't think it's a bad thing per se. It's just that his Capone is very um, interesting. <laughs> There's a great scene where he kills somebody with a baseball bat, but. <laughs> and then the last thing is is that I started watching Making a Murderer because I put it off long enough so I'm two episodes in and I mean I want to know what is go- I want to know the outcome of all this but I mean like it's it's, it's depressing because I was just like oh gosh like so I can't really trust cops anywhere can I <laughs> like, but Right, but Even then when I, they're across the table. <laughs> but then I realize I'm like, well, this is this seems to be like the first episode makes it seem like this was not so much a law enforcement thing. This was more of like somebody had a personal vendetta against this guy, and that's why well, he went like. It didn't seem like law enforcement as a whole was like well, fucking up. Hang in there because there's a lot more twists and turns than that. Yeah, uh, there there is a lot of mistakes law enforcement does in it. Okay. But like so far, interesting. Um, uh, keeps keeps me keeps me intrigued. Um, I don't like the the camera work in it is a little interesting because I don't know how long ago they shot this. They um, followed that for ten years. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay, because like it's clear that some of the um, 
the the interviews with the family are very old. Like they're shot on a different, like, not yeah, HD format. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'll keep watching it. Why yeah, the hell? That's interesting. That's interesting. That's yeah. weird. Like I when it, I watched it, I binged the whole night. Like it was so I can't compelling. Do, I couldn't do it. Like I was, I I try. I did it with the Jinx, but like with making a murderer, I was kind of like, yeah, just kind of want to spread this out throughout the week, so I have something to watch every night when I go before I go to bed. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I watched this week. Brad, um, let me double check here. Um, I watched the twenty season of South Park, and um, that was a lot of fun. The most recent one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's another uh, serialized season, and uh, the second half like really sucked me in. It's like that's when all the pieces started to come together, and it turns into like this big ten episode action movie. Yeah, um, it's pretty good. And has like it has also has a great uh, Comic Con interview with them <laughs> yeah. in the bonus features. My my favorite thing with uh, South Park guys is every like couple of years they just cut back the episode order. And they're like, okay. <laughs> so remember, they, they used to do like 20 episodes, I think, were the first couple season, or 18. Yeah. Yeah, and then slowly started whittling them down to 10. Like 10 yeah. now, right? I mean, they're really busy guys. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Well, 20, they, 20 they, years. they only said, spend six days per episode. On the <laughs> and they've made almost like 200 episodes. It's like there's fewer and fewer ideas to draw from as you go forward. So. Yeah, right. 20 um, years, though. Yeah. It's quite a run for I think, have, I think they were renewed show. through season 25, too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they said they're going to keep doing it until they just like have nothing left in the tank. Yeah, yeah buddy. If you're interested, like the commentaries okay. they do on like all the episodes are like some of the best commentaries you can yeah. hear. Like. Now they do they don't they do as a separate piece, so it's like a montage of clips from the whole episode, oh, really? and they just talk over it huh. instead of like the individual, individual episodes. Episode, yeah, yeah, yeah so. it's funny. Like the the evolution of it is. You know when they do the mini commentaries, I think it's like the season. first set you had to send away. Yeah, like proof of purchase to get a separate really? disc of the commentaries yeah and they and then they'd be talking and they'd really get into it, like oh they're really interesting oh that's enough for now yeah and then yeah. they just end it <laughs> well i think wasn't it like the first thing that were like the commentary they also included like other videos to introduce the commentary where like I yeah like, didn't they like they kill something on oh it yeah no like, the first couple seasons were great yeah, yeah. when they, like but like they'd be sitting by the fire. Oh yeah, like, that's my cabin, favorite one yeah. where they're all like on like bearskin rugs. Oh and stuff. Yeah. god, there was the they got in trouble for that because they fed a pig bacon. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't notice at first, but then when they bring it up, I'm like, oh. <laughs> that's funny. They also revealed uh, they arc for the season. They had fully expected Hillary Clinton to win the presidency, yeah. <laughs> so they wrote an episode based on her winning, and when she didn't. Like they just like they didn't know what to do, yeah. and then the whole trajectory of like what Mr. Garrison does for the last few episodes is like complete like last minute rewrite yeah. for the whole season. <laughs> remember, like um, I mean, like they did like the same thing when it was the Obama McCain episode. I just remember from like yeah. the commentary that like they did the same thing where they expected they were going to do two episodes: one with McCain winning, one with Obama winning. Yeah, and they did the Obama one, and they ran out of time. And they said, like, our plan for if McCain won, we would release the episode but have a commentary saying, <laughs> listen, we understand. <laughs> yeah, this one, they, they uh, for each one, they they just go by the Vegas odds. Yeah. And, uh, like, she was still, like, really highly predicted yeah. to win. And, um, yeah, so they were like, wow, Vegas really fucked us. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought Vegas would fuck anybody over? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so, I love those intros. They used, to, they used to say in every intro. Now this is probably our favorite episode of South Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is our favorite season yet. Yeah, um, yeah. And then uh, the other thing I watched was I watched uh, Paddington. 
Ah! <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Which is actually a really charming movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I almost kind of wish the movie didn't have the Nicole Kidman yeah. like, mustache twirling villain It's, it's villain very much part. like they needed a villain, so they threw her in there. Some so. kind of conflict, yeah. other than like he's trying to find his family and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's a little more mugging for the camera than I would yeah. have wanted yeah, out yeah. of a thing but it, like Paddington's just still so charming and yeah. like they, it's so innocent and so charming that it made my dark heart exactly like, glow for the limit so. Tur- turned Henry like to the light side um and also there's very like Wes Anderson style yep. like flourishes to the movie like at one point when they're describing like each of the characters of the family it does that whole like model house and it yeah. slides up and down across each room just like the submarine on uh, Life Aquatic yeah um when the dad kind of f- realizes that his family's like getting away from him like mm-hmm. the little tree in the staircase with all the leaves mm-hmm. painted on the wall like those animate away yeah. so it's, it's stuff like that's really cool and um the one part for the most part paddington <laughs> looks like a cgi creation yeah but the part where uh nicole kidman's chasing him through the kitchen mm-hmm. and he's all wet he actually looks pretty realistic oh yeah <laughs> so whoever did that sequence really nailed yeah. it We'll look forward to it being yeah. my number one film for 2017 for Film Explosion because the sequel comes out in December. So, <laughs> and then the, I saw the trailer for that too. <laughs> the last thing I watched will probably segue into Ryan because I watched the Spider-Man editor's cut. You really did? Wow. Sorry, Spider-Man three editor's cut. You didn't watch it? Oh, I did. No, oh, okay. I, I watched it. I try. I forgot. I actually made um, a list of notes of what was different from it. So I'll just try to go off memory. Um, this... I mean, the biggest thing is that Venom's barely in it. Which, oh yeah, which you think would help, but I don't think it did. <laughs> no, well they it took made out, some other problems. They took out um, it, some of the, the the biggest thing I noticed from it is there's a missing scene where Peter gives back his engagement ring to Aunt May is gone. Um, the scene where he fights Harry Osborn has a different opening. Uh, there's different lines that they say to each other, and it actually makes it a little more uh, personal, which I thought made it better. Uh, the score is different in it at some points. Well, it has to be because... Yeah, because uh, now they yeah. let it breathe a little bit. There's a couple extra shots of Black Suit Spider-Man in the daytime that weren't in it previously. I'm guessing the score is actually probably some stock music that they... Because there was one part towards the finale that... Oh, when he picks up the... When he goes back to the red costume, mm-hmm. like the music leading into that, it leads into the normal music. But obviously they probably didn't pay like someone to score an entirely um, new cut. So. Maybe. I, I I did read that I think they just used the uh, temp score. The no the comp the composer's complete score, so it might not be the right music for that part. But they used whatever he wrote for just the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they do a lot more shots of the black suit in the cape, <laughs> like in his trunk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, the old man saying, "Hey, Harry, oh, your yeah. father." Yeah, they did get rid of that. It's like you know, Bernard. Yeah, yeah, Bernard the. The butler? Uh, the butler doesn't I spill the his beans. wounds, and yeah. It's more of Harry figures it out by himself. Yeah. You know, he's like, oh, maybe I should help. Um, does uh, does Peter, sh- like, the beginning of that scene, in the original, does he sh- just show up sitting? Because they have, like, a scene at the coffee shop, and then Harry goes home. Yeah, so... And then Peter that- shows up on his couch, like, hey, buddy, what's going on? Like... What's the original? For, so, cause I don't know if that's the yeah, same. I, it, no, it's completely out of order now. Yeah. Um. So the coffee place was like pushed together with as soon as Mary Jane breaks up with him. In this version, she breaks up with him, and then they have a couple more scenes, and then it goes back to the coffee shop. Yeah. So that little part's all jumbled up. Um. Uh. So yeah, it's. I don't know. 
again, it, when you're t- when it says editor's cut, that means it's someone who's not <laughs> the director's not involved in it. So I think there is some pacing problems with the editor's cut. Uh, and when you exercise things from the script and then add some stuff, that there's an added scene too where the Sandman builds a sandcastle for his daughter. Oh which yeah, really unnecessary. Which his mom didn't see that. Like, yeah, it's only like six feet away. And his and the lady who plays her mom is really bad at that part. Um, I understand that they're trying to humanize Sandman more, but I, I can see why that was cut. Um, where Spider-Man 2.1 added like more f- footage of him fighting. This one really, I don't think it really added anything to it. I thought it actually caused kind of more problems because like for the first half of the movie, it's like so episodic like it just jumps around from everyone's different story Mm -hmm. and at points you forget oh yeah uh eddie brock is in this movie because uh like they kind of shorten his whole thing a lot um but it just just jumps around to like these different like i would have started the whole movie with sandman escaping prison and then getting changed yeah there's actually a couple shots too missing from his change yeah not his part where he becomes sandman but his origin where he falls in i think there's a couple shots like overhead that are missing. Uh, I, I mean, I've seen Spider-Man three enough where I picked up, I think most of it, but I'd have to yeah. watch the editor's cut one more time and watch the original to kind of get everything. Um, but yeah, the editor's cut, it just jumps around so much to different things happening at the same time. Yeah. that Don't really relate to each other. Yeah. And, and there's a little bit different, uh, with him and his, uh, landlord, there's a little bit different there and his daughter. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, my uh, problems with Spider-Man 3 is not... I still think it's a pretty fun movie, but uh, I, I don't like the character of Mary Jane in it at all. Uh, you know, when, you know, Peter's trying to relate to her. He's always saying, you know, I have my series of people, you know, as Spider-Man, and she gets all pissed at him because she's like, you don't know how I feel. Yeah. And he's trying... And he literally does because the newspaper <laughs> totally slams him all the time. And so I don't like her character at all in that. And, I think the editor's cut actually made her seem better, but that's because, like, I think the whole editor's cut the main focus is the, the their relationship yeah over the villains so like everything's a lot slower it's all done good job um and that, like that's why there's a slower pacing because the action yeah. stuff is really like aside like the only big piece is like the van chase the mm-hmm. uh the, when the sandman's chasing the yeah running from the cops after he's sandman and then like the big finale where which they didn't fix the whole, like, Eddie Brock just finds Sandman in the middle of the... Yeah. <laughs> After Peter Parker's been, like, checking police scanners to find Sandman for, like, the whole movie. Yeah, it's... And they get... And they reveal, like, to Peter that he's his father's killer way earlier in this cut. Yeah. Uncle Ben's. Yeah, it's... Or, yeah. Yeah, there's... You know, the, my... Again, my problems with it is I don't like the Mary Jane character, and I don't like movies when they end where they have a news reporter explaining to you what's happening. Yeah. That's still in there. No more, buddy. Um, so you say, oh, the Sandman's here, and then Mary Jane's in trouble again. Because I, I do like the arc of Harry Osborn throughout the whole series. Mm-hmm. I think he has a great arc. Um, you know, I was thinking, like, because uh, it would have been way more interesting if that... Because the whole amnesia thing's stupid. Mm-hmm. It's like a sitcom thing. Yeah. Um, if they had made it seem like he would... Like, for the audience, that he was pretending... Like, he... he he couldn't beat Spider-Man physically, so he's gonna like, okay, I'm gonna fuck with his life, yeah, and make him think that I'm like all better. You know what's funny? You and say then turn that on him is uh, that Green Goblin amnesia thing actually stemmed from the original Green Goblin, where he would see like his son and he'd 
get amnesia and stop being the Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Tim Sale and uh, Jeff Loeb did Spider-Man Blue, they retconned it to the Green Goblin doing that, where he pretended he didn't know what was going on, and then he manipulated him behind the scenes. Yeah. Which I think is, yeah, really interesting. And, and then, then it, it kept the line where it's like, am I interrupting? I hate that line. <laughs> I hate that line so much. Um, also, the CGI in that fight does not hold up very well. No, but the, the energy is still there, though. I think Sam Raimi still has great energy. Ooh, he's trying to climb the stairs. I don't know, know about if it. he wants to. Yeah, let me go grab him. Okay, for sure. Please hold for technical difficulties. So would you rate it better or worse than the director's cut? I, w- I think the the original version is actually more fun to watch. Yeah. Um, this one, while also making... It makes some things better, but also then, like, I don't have the specific examples, but also, like, raises new questions. Yeah. Um, and there's, <laughs> there's even some parts where, like, because it, some of the scenes are rearranged, like, the like stuff that happens, like, the previous shot doesn't match. Oh, yeah. Like, there's one part where... Kind of type stuff. Like, the, the newscaster is talking to the one in the field. Yeah. And her image in, her, in his picture-in-picture picture yeah. doesn't match what you just saw. Oh. So. And, and too, it's weird that they really didn't like promote it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Oh, you can get this new Spider-Man set, and there's a new cut of Spider-Man Three, probably the most maligned Spider-Man movie. Probably because they're like, eh, this cut's not actually that much better anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it, it's like the editor, like he did the recut. They never say. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I looked up like who the editor was, and I thought like it's the same editor. It's just I don't know if it's it, like... it, was, it was me, guys. <laughs> or like it, it could be the it, when I watch that it seems like it was the first pass at the movie yeah and then the studio stepped in the, it's like... the, yeah because I, I still don't think spider-man 3 is a bad movie i think it's pretty fun but watching the two different cuts you could see the problems they were having yeah, yeah. and i mean sam raimi's really open about it you know he said yeah. you know he said if you listen to the commentary on that i say this i think i've said this many times but he's cut off on the commentary a bunch mm-hmm. where he's like talking and then all of a sudden like a producer comes in and starts talking yeah so he was saying something that they didn't want him to say yeah. and then the producer's taking over and you can tell they're recorded separately yeah um and he said he didn't have very much fun making it yeah and i think that's why i mean they were lined up for spider-man 4 but eventually he just said oh, no, i'm not going to do this yeah because he couldn't he couldn't wrap his head around putting himself through that stress again yeah and what you get is um like i like the amazing spider-man movies but then you can see the studio's influence over them and who wants to do that and it's yeah. also just like i mean it's like i just wondered because like i looked it up and the director and the editor of that film has edited pretty much all of sam raimi's films oh yeah like, no his, since uh, darkness what is it who's his editor it's oh. bob Murakowski? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so if he's edited like all of his films, I wouldn't think his vision would be that far off. It's from... not. It's just enough. Like it's just enough in the I feel like this cut. is like this close to what Sam Raimi want, wanted and the one that's like what everyone saw um that it's one feels like more the, studio... what the producer wanted. Well just cuz in this one like Venom, mm-hmm. there's the scene where he and Mary Jane are like in the spider web in the park and then like the meteor comes. And then for I don't know, like almost 45 to minutes to an hour the the little uh, the symbiote movie. doesn't show up at all. You uh-huh. know, there is, you know, it reminded me when Peter and Mary Jane are in the park, there's extra dialogue there too. When they're like hanging on the web. Yeah. About another minute of dialogue. But yeah, they, I mean, they got rid of a lot of the emotional arc. Like Aunt May got totally got rid of. Oh yeah. She just disappeared yeah. from the movie yeah, after well. he gave him the ring. Yeah. So she gave him the ring and she never comes back. Huh? I but feel yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I still like it. But yeah, and that whole park thing, like it's like this. There's like a Sandman scene, and then it cuts to them, and it cuts back to the Sandman. Yeah, and it it's like, like why not just put those two? It things seems together? like yeah, when he says, well, he sees, sees Aunt May, and he says Spider Man killed the Sandman. Then it's like 40 minutes later, and he still just made it through that tube. So oh it, yeah, it, so like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's really. <laughs> oh yeah, that's another part where I was just like, oh yeah, there's Sandman in this story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like oh yeah, he died 40 minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> took him like a week to get through that. <laughs> yeah. sewer system. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. Did the I mean, Spider-Man 2 come with, like, a lot of bonus features? Yeah, so it has all the bonus features. It's really weird how it's set up, though. So I got the Legacy Steelbook one. Mm -hmm. And so it's seven discs, and it has it's carried over all the special features. I was hoping that Amazing Spider-Man 2 would have all the extra deleted scenes. It doesn't. Oh, it doesn't. But, uh, so, the Spider-Man 3 editor's cut has the Amazing Spider-Man, like, bonus features on it. And then uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 has, like, Spider-Man 1 through 3. It's really weird. Huh, weird. It's like they're trying to find ways to put it all in there. It's very similar to how they did that, uh, the Halloween collection, where they had so many special features that they just ended up putting another disc. Well, yeah, it would have been fine if it was on a separate disc. Yeah. But, like, it's so it's Spider-Man 3, but it has Amazing Spider-Man 1 uh, and 2 okay. special that's, features that's, on that's, it. That's very different. It's, it's weird. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. That's the bonus disc with the editor's cut oh. has it on there. Oh, okay. Um, but I knew I was like interchanging all the discs. I'm like, this is because I have a set yeah. of the trilogy already. I'm like, should yeah, I? Yeah. Do I need to get rid of it? Or it has all the special features, just a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I'll hang on to my Amazing Spider-Mans because I have them in 3D. Yeah. And that one didn't come with the 3D. And I was hoping they were gonna put them out in 4K too. They didn't put them out in 4K. That's what I noticed. Is like oh. I, I like I instantly just kind of bought the book version, mm -hmm. but then I realized like, oh, I haven't future-proofed yeah. myself, yeah. and I now have two editions of the Spider-Man trilogy. Uh, you can't have the red one, buddy. You'll spill it everywhere. So huh, yeah. it's odd that they didn't do yeah. that for this Cause I, I'm set. Like, because like, usually when that happens, it's like, well, it's going to be like a time like in the next year or so if they're going to do it. But, I mean, they're probably not going to release it like with Homecoming. So it's yeah. weird that they choose not to. Yeah. I know they've been remastered in 4K. Those might be those ones. Because it, it, oh, yeah. it still looks really good. Yeah, That's right. Um, so they do might, exist. Yeah, so it, it might be that version of it. Because they, I mean, I I think they look like brand new movies i mean yeah. and besides the cgi i mean the way they're shot and the colors and stuff look great yeah um but yeah yeah it's, it's all right the still books look great awesome. if you're if you're interested in the still books yeah um i was torn yeah. I, I was a student best buy for like an hour trying to decide yeah. i'm more interested in wood books <laughs> <laughs> well like i told you <laughs> i got the still books because i'm a spider-man nerd and yeah you know they're, they're more limited edition so yeah, yeah. Um, I'm only interested in sets that come with a shelf. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. that's what uh, was missing. Is that it, Brett? <laughs> a Spider-Man collection. I'm sorry. I a sp a spider I'm sorry. <laughs> I already segued into you. So cool. Um, I didn't watch too much this week. I I watched Bubba Hotep, which is uh, a Bruce Campbell movie. A great movie. Uh, it is pretty good. Uh, it's the Scream Factory put out a collector's edition of it. Uh, it's if you don't know, and this is really a hard movie to explain. So. Bruce Campbell plays Elvis Presley, who's in a Texas retirement home. Mm -hmm. And the story behind it is uh, he was such a great impersonator, the original guy, that him and Elvis switched places because Elvis didn't want the spotlight anymore. And so now he's stuck at this nursing home. Ossie Davis plays Jack Kennedy, who's a black man in it. And uh, he says the reason that he's Jack Kennedy is because the government switched brains with him. Uh <laughs> And while all this uh, silly stuff is going on, there's also a mummy that sucks souls out of the assholes of the people that are dying in there. Uh, 
and he has to keep on doing it because the people are always, almost dead anyway, so he has to constantly be doing it. Uh, it's a really bizarre movie, but surprisingly it works really well. Um, it's a fever dream that somehow makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> Bruce Cam- it's, it's, uh, Don Cassarelli, so the guy who did Phantasm. Right, yeah. Um, Bruce Campbell's great in it. He, he's His Elvis is pretty good. I mean, you can still tell it's Bruce, mm-hmm. but he he does it really well. And there's some really funny scenes where he's fighting the mummy in a wheelchair and um it, it's a it's a pretty it's a it's a tough movie to tell people to go see yeah but if they see it i think they'll be entertained i've told people before if you can get if 15 minutes in you aren't scratching your head you're the right audience for this film yeah because i mean the mummy's not really in it too much it's more of a study of uh these old people and how they're dying it's, yeah it's pretty much a, it's it's a getting old movie yeah it's a drama that happens to have a mummy that sucks souls out of your butthole yeah. <laughs> Um, but it balances it very well for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Scream Factory's Blu-ray looks good. The the picture looks great in it. Um, I always like when low budget stuff is given an upgrade. Um, it sometimes it hurts it. You know when you see a low budget, and it's been given you know high def upgrade. But mm-hmm. uh, Casarelli is a pretty good director, so it looks pretty good. Uh, has a, a great interview. I love watching Bruce Campbell because uh, he's so honest in his interviews. And in this one, I I mean I knew going in beforehand that. Him and uh, the director clashed a lot mm-hmm. because he's the director is very particular on what he wants. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about Bruce Campbell, is he's a he's a very professional actor, but he also likes to improv and he likes to kind of do his own thing. And <coughs> they would get in arguments about what the character would or would not do. Mm-hmm. And he and so he brought they were going to do uh, Bub, Bubba Nosferatu, where Elvis would fight these like vampire ladies yeah. mm-hmm. and. Bruce had a problem with the script, and then he just started arguing with Don Cassarelli. So he's like, you know what? Our friendship's too good. I'm just going to walk away. Yeah. Uh, and so they, then they asked him, so would you be object if someone else played it? He's like, no, that's not my character. I just played it in the movie. If It's Don's movie. If he wants to make another one, he can make it. It's also like, mm-hmm. it's Elvis. Yeah. Like, I mean, I have heard, like, I've not seen the film, but I have heard from, like, different circles of that, like, that's the best performance of Elvis, like, around. It's pretty good. If you want to borrow it, you borrow it. It's... Again, it's hard for me to describe to people, but if you watch it, you'll be a fan. Mm. If you like quirky stuff. Um, you know I do. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, and that, like I said, the, the Blu-ray is worth it because they add uh, a couple new interviews and a making of, and it carries over all the making ofs from the original. So they have a new spe- making of. Yeah. Okay, the good. special features. Um, Was this a new release? or? Yeah, just... I think it came out like three or four months ago. Oh, okay. I thought for some reason that's something they had released a while just back. But... Time, dude. You're going to choke on that. And uh, the last thing I watched, the Scream Factory is celebrating their fifth anniversary, so all their movies are half off on their website. Mm-hmm. And I have pretty much most of them yeah. <laughs> that I want to own. But they release these really like shitty ones, and I don't get them. But when they're $9... <laughs> then I get classics like Canon Film Group's Ninja 3, yeah. The Domination. And <laughs> oh. that movie just begs for a Mystery Science Theater 3000 so bad. So let me let me drop some uh, movie knowledge on you guys. Anybody seen this movie? Yes. I think they did a pre-show. Tr- like They used some of clips from uh, the Alamo for some. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. So the movie opens. This is the is woman this- one, right? Yeah, is this okay. the one where like the ninjas like jumping from palm tree to palm tree, like in the on the beach or something? No. no. So, but in this one it opens with this guy on a golf course, and he hits his golf ball to like the rough, <laughs> and he has his security guys like, "Hey guys, help me find my golf ball!" And then this ninja comes out of like the bushes, 
and picks up the golf ball and crushes it and then just starts murdering everybody. <laughs> and he murders him in a, like this really like shitty 80 cents. It was like, and he, so he's like killing them all. And then he has his like blow gun and he, and this guy tries to shoot him and he sh- blows a dart through the barrel of the gun. And the <laughs> barrel backfires on him. Um, he murders like 60 cops right at the beginning. Um, and you really never throughout the whole movie, you really don't know why he's on a golf course and why he's murdering people. Like the dude is some scientist, but they really never explain. It must've meant something to go on. And yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is so batshit crazy. So he, so he gets shot a hundred times and then he spins into the dirt and disappears. This is, yeah. I, the, I, okay. That's, I, I, this whole scene is what I was trying to convey earlier. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah. and so he's hiding in like the trees once in a while, right? Uh, he's he does climb up to the tree and jumps on top of a helicopter, like that's, yeah, grabs that's onto a helicopter. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> speaking of which, so he uh, he's hanging on the helicopter and puts this uh, shuriken in his toe, and he throws it sideways and it hits the pilot. And he's like, <laughs> and the other cop in it says, "Hey, don't worry, I'll get him for you." <laughs> Dude literally took a ninja star to the head. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you just like the dumbest dialogue, and so this is only in the first like ten minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. It gets even and then, better. So he's dying after he gets shot a hundred times, mm-hmm. and this aerobics telephone lady is like trying to work on a telephone pole, and she sees the ninja guy like stumbling around, and she says, "Are you okay?" And he gives her his sword, and as he's dying, he like exorcists her. And gives it like it puts his soul in her, and so the rest of the movie is her as a ninja going around murdering the cops that murdered him. It's The Exorcist, <laughs> but with ninjas. Yes, and I love one of my favorite stories out of canon history is they were like, apparently like the Klon Globus. They were like, we wanted to do woman ninja movie but we yeah. couldn't explain how a woman would know how to be a ninja <laughs> but if we have her possessed by the soul of a ninja but yeah. then it makes sense she doesn't get possessed though so like this <laughs> this uh sword is like talking to her mm-hmm. and it like hovers in the air and glows like orange and then she's like feeling dizzy and then her video game that she has her arcade game like shoots these lasers at her and then now she's possessed and you know she's possessed because she gets eyeliner, black eyeliner around her eyes, just like the ninja does. Mm-hmm. And um, she's an aerobics instructor, um, randomly. And then there's some really shitty, like, 80s music. And they're like, eh, you gotta be hardcore. It's, like, really bad. When does and, the shitty part come in? Uh, I'm not saying it's <laughs> shitty. It's one of those movies that's so horrible, it's pretty fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's only, like, an hour and 25 minutes Oh yeah, it's not like you're wasting a whole afternoon. <laughs> no, and it, it's I mean, I'll watch it again because I'm like, I did I miss something? Cuz there's even a part where so there's another ninja who comes from Japan yeah. that is like, "Oh, there's something not right here." And he has like an eye patch and he has a huge fight with her in this abandoned, I guess maybe not abandoned. I guess it's uh a house that's under construction mm-hmm. and they have this huge fight in it and then he gets to the top and like takes her hoodie off and it yeah. realizes it's a woman. He's like, you get out of here. And she like jumps down and runs away. Yeah. Cause he knows that she's been possessed. And then she has a meet him at this ninja training facility in the Phoenix desert. And the body of the one ninja is lying there and she passes out. And he's able to pull the soul out of her body and back into the other ninja. And so he, he, he's resurrected. And what's great too is all the, like the foley work in it is so over the top. It's like, whoosh, whoosh, yeah. 
It's so great. Um, so there is a uh, there's not there's only one special feature on there. It's a commentary mm-hmm. with I think the actress and um, like a film historian dude. Yeah, I'm sure he's like on Dread Central or something. And uh, so I got to listen to that to see what they say. But it's begging for a mystery science. Has, has she done anything since? Uh, yeah, actually, she's oh, really? pretty. She's pretty big. Because um, I did look her up. She's in a bunch of eighty uh, stuff. Yeah, cause I can't remember what she's in, but I looked her up. And, and she, she has, like, done stuff since then. Yeah. All right, cool. I mean, she's really pretty, and, like, she's not... Bad, but... She's not bad because the the script is so awful... Yeah. That it's, you can tell it's not her fault. Yeah, it's not a lot she can play with. I mean, when she's being possessed and she... Yeah, it's... You have to, it's so batshit crazy, you have to see it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm always down for watching a really bad film. Yeah. They, I watched yeah. that... I think it was called, like... Death or size? Like, it was, like, going to be, like, a screen yeah. movie, like, a long time ago. Yeah. Thought, I'll watch it. So. <laughs> oh, that's right. That, what was that's like slasher video blu-ray yeah. or something yeah <laughs> but yeah um so i got that and then i also got uh i haven't watched yet it's called the beast within which actually i heard it's not that bad but um we'll see yeah so because they reach for nine dollars because the the cell ends today so anyone listening won't get them half off sorry guys Damn. <laughs> but just know teen wolf and teen wolf 2 are their next big like collector's editions that are coming oh, really? out yeah oh, i think yes. august 1st Dad explanation. Look at me. <laughs> Not great movies, but I'm almost tempted to get them because they're getting collector's editions. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I think it's worth it. But over they'll have Michael J. Fox doing commentary, you know, in the morning, not at night. No. Oh. <laughs> Is that too, too, too soon? Uh, the, but I, mean, I think the first one is worth it. I don't know if the second one is worth it. Uh, see, the first one I watched it recently, I'm like, this movie's not good. I like the premise more than I like yeah. the movie itself. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I watched this week. Sweetness. Um, this just in. Uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm is coming out on yeah. Blu-ray. Is it really? Woo! That just made my fucking day. Um, next month, I think. No yeah, they, they just showed it, but they didn't say a release date. But that just made my I just, day. That's it, one it, of my most favorite Batman movies. It's a Warner Archive one, though, so you so, got to go to the website to get it. I've always said if that's I ever right. meet Mark Hamill, I won't say anything from Star Wars. I bet you can I, get it on Amazon. I would just say... Um, uh, what a photo op! The councilman and his wacky pal. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, it's a great movie, and you know my Harley shows up in it. Mm-hmm. I love watching Harley Quinn. There's another Harley Quinn Batman coming I out know. next month. Too. I have that pre-order too at Target because it's still book. Yep. Um, but not the usual actress who plays Harley. Yeah. Oh no, the one they have. I think her name's Tara Strong for Injustice. She's pretty good. Oh yeah. She's uh, she's not as um. Over the top as, what's it, Eileen? What's her name? Something like that. Um, she's pretty good though. Uh, of the ele- of of the elite something or weather family. <laughs> yeah, uh, but if you haven't played Injustice Two, you should play Injustice Two. She has like the same name as that one guy who does the walking and talking writing. Yeah, I like can't, the West Wing. I, know, I can't believe like Sorkin. Sorkin. Eileen Sorkin. Sorkin. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you should play Injustice if you haven't played Injustice too. It's pretty great. Yep. Who's the guy who did the walk and talk? <laughs> <laughs> but as I play Injustice too, I realize I'm like not the biggest DC Comics fan. Like I love Harley, I love Batman, um, Supergirl's pretty fun in it. Um, it has Poison Ivy, she's fun. The Joker's fun in it. But after that, I'm like, meh. Superman, <laughs> don't care. Cheetah, meh. Well, those, like, Dark think, side. Like, cause, like, with That's Injustice, awesome. you have, like, all of the DC and not just... And Batman's kind of, like, the most iconic of all. Yeah. So, like, no one... Like, anti- Reverse Flash, 
isn't the most fun character. Like, yeah, I mean, Flash is pretty fun in it. I, I know I'm like I'm not in fighting games. I don't like quick guys that don't deal a lot of damage. Uh, I, I like more of range fighters. Yeah. Uh, so that's why in the new Mortal Kombat, I love Cassie Cage because she has defenses for people that come in close. Mm-hmm. And uh, Harley Quinn plays a lot like Cassie Cage. I think that's why I like her a lot. Poison Ivy's really fun though. Um, yeah. She has a lot of cool attacks and deals tons of damage. But like people like Bane, I don't like in it. Not that I don't like the character, but he's like a wrestler. Like he, I mean, he's be, he like the classic. Yeah. yeah. So he's, yeah, he's, you know, who's really fun. Then the, I think the coolest new character that they put in it is Scarecrow. Okay. Because he comes out and he looks like Jonathan Crane, and he just has the like the hoodie. And his intro, he turns on fear gas. And then he walks through, and he comes back, and he's just like this huge, like possessed scarecrow. I'm like, ah, oh, it's pretty clever. Um, but yeah, they they dig a little deeper in the DC universe for these ones, but yeah, it's still fun. Yeah, Swamp Thing's in it. Swamp Thing, Brainiac is the bad guy. Mm, yeah, Doctor Fate. Doctor Fate, Fate is in it. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he plays a pretty big part in the story. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I guess you got to play the story. So it's there's pretty fun. So the the Nether Realm guys who do Mortal Kombat, they do these really cool stories where it's really cinematic, and then it's like you're Batman, mm-hmm. and he'll he'll be like walking down a street, and the Joker shows up, and he'll be like, "I'm tired of playing your games, Joker." And then it cuts to like a fighting area, and then at yeah. the end it continues. But in this one, they give you a choice. I think it's a chapter ten or eleven. It's twelve chapters long, where you can pick Batman or Superman. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Ooh. Ooh. "Hey, buddy, put that down." Um, so no, don't be. Uh, so I always pick Batman because Superman is actually Superman's pretty interesting. This because he's a bad guy, but. So I picked Batman, and then when I was done, they're like, "Oh, you got to play to Superman too because the story changes." Yeah. So we'll see. And then, like, I don't care about Cyborg or Blue Beetle or Firestorm, but I know why they're in there because that's like the cool new kid ones. Like, I know the kids love Cyborg, yeah. and Firestorm and Blue Beetle and like, whatever. Yeah. The Blue Beetle to me is the guy who died with from Doomsday. <laughs> Anybody remember that when Doomsday killed him? Ted Cord? No. All right, just me. I don't remember a lot of Blue Beetle. So, <laughs> but now he's like. Uh, some scare I don't even know I know he's like because I was looking through like just DC Comics to subscribe to and I saw that he like he has a he's a big character now oh yeah he's, like, him, like, so. like the kids like him like Cyborg uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that's the only reason he's in Justice League is because in what's the kids show Young Justice Teen Titan Go Teen Titan Go Teen he's Titans. really big in Teen Titans mm-hmm. yeah and I mean I'm like he, I mean he's an alright character but it's also like I mean just I'd rather see Green Lantern but putting on like mean. my producer hat it, he's the only black character and so yeah. I, I can see them like saying like that. Like we uh, we Green want Lantern, a diversity John kind of Stewart. thing. Yeah. Done. Yeah, yeah. It is yeah, but it's fun. Though. I mean I like I like Cyborg because I grew up Do with you? Teen so, Titans. That's so. what I mean. Like, like so me, when you ask me what characters in DC like, I like Batman, I like Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, yeah. like these new people like meh, whatever. I mean like when you ask me like my favorite characters are the Teen Titans. Like I like Robin, I like Cyborg, I like Raven. Like See, Robin to me is I just got Red Hood as the first downloadable character mm-hmm. and I just got him and he his like interest I'm like God, he's a whiny bitch like fucking Robin <laughs> he fights really well though oh yeah no he's have you played it <laughs> yeah oh yeah he's I, I so when I, I was I was we were doing like a game party and so mm-hmm. it was a, just versus matches and yeah I, I sucked until I like played him oh yeah no so so I download him just yesterday because I've been working so much but I so I download him and as soon as I download a new person I go to the arcade with him so I get used to him and I never lost I didn't even lose at Brainiac. I fucking destroyed him because he has those he has those stars that he throws, but also his shot where you hit circle and triangle. Uh, or unless you played on Xbox, I didn't memorize this. So like his his character specific one is he pulls his guns out, mm-hmm. 
and he has a quick shot where he shoots so fast you can't really dodge it. Uh, so wait, did you say Red Hood or Robin? Red Hood. Oh, never mind. Oh, Robin. <laughs> I yeah. meant Robin. <laughs> oh, Robin's good in it too, though. He's Damien, little bitch. <laughs> Damien is everyone's least favorite Robin. So yeah, he's a yeah. bitch. So you got two Robins in there. Is Jason he more Todd. hated than Jason Todd now? <laughs> no, actually, he's pretty popular. I mean, people voted to well, have him killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Not on I, the maybe. internet, guys. Over the damn phone. Yeah, no, yeah. Before the internet, you, people were that pissed off that they picked up a phone. <laughs> a phone. Most of them dialing. Um, yeah. I have that issue. Number, like, please. Kill, kill Jason Todd. Thank you. <laughs> That's the only issue in that uh, death of the family that I have. <laughs> Jason Todd dies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like to me, the Justice League wouldn't be complete without the Wonder Twins and Apache Chief. Mm-mm. I'm just no. saying, it would be. These are lost opportunities. <laughs> no, no, you're wrong. These are lost opportunities. But you'd be fun. Don't Next... you want to see Eaton a Chuck on IMAX? No, <laughs> I don't. Next month, an Injustice Sub Zero is a character coming out. Oh, okay. And cool. then after him is Starfire. That'd be fun. Oh, Starfire. Ooh, and I'm a Teen Titan character. Yeah, and, uh, oh. I actually love uh, Aquaman's villain, Black Manta. Yeah. I know nothing about him, but I think his character design is Lisa, really cool. Yeah. And I, it looks like another um, one is the Adam looks like he's going to be a character. Mm-hmm. And then Raiden looks like he's going to be a character, yeah. too. I don't know the other ones. We'll see. Black Adam's already in there, right? Yeah, Black Adam's in there. Yeah. And sub- uh, you unlocked Mr. Freeze, too, right? He's like an alternate of yeah, so else. Yeah, I bought the Ultimate Edition, so I have... So I get them as they come available. Hmm. He, I can get them right now, but I have to pay for them. Like they haven't made him, so Mr. I can Freeze? get him. Yeah. Oh, in our game, he was like already there. He was just like a different costume. Yeah. For so like else. you select a shader, but when I highlighted him, it's like you have to pay six thousand like Regent coins. I'm like, uh, I'll wait till I can get him for free because yeah. I paid a hundred bucks for the game. <laughs> this week on Real Nerds Podcast, we saw Cars Three. Henry, should people see Cars Three? Uh, yeah, no. No. I, was, I was not a good fan of it, so we can get, I mean, it's not like bad, but it's just out of all the stuff you can see this summer, I think this isn't one you need to rush out to see. So, cool. Zach, um, I actually found myself enjoying the film a lot more than I thought I would. But that being said, unless you're already into the Cars universe and whatnot, and you've got a kid, I don't think you really need to waste your money on it. But it's it's harmless. It's completely harmless. <laughs> Brad, it's not a waste of money at all. It's my favorite Cars movie. It's, oh, okay. Yeah, it's the best of the three, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I'm with I'm with Brad on that one. Uh, the first Cars movie is cute. Uh, it's fun. It the has second a good story. Yeah, yeah, the second one is just fun. Just fun. It's <laughs> yeah. there. Um, this one actually is like, oh, what happens when we give people these characters actual hearts? And um, it's a I like it more because it's an actual journey for a character. Yeah, two characters. Where, yeah, two characters. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I could see the twist coming. Yeah, but. I at, still at the enjoy- beach, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still enjoyed the ride. Exactly. Uh, because and I've been deriding a lot of movies this summer of like tons of exposition, like explaining mm-hmm. where they're going. Yeah. And this is exactly a great example of getting there by just showing you. No, oh, yeah. Without mm-hmm. telling you. And I will say the animation when they're on the beach, holy oh, cow! Fuck, it's yeah. amazing. The environments again, yeah. like the people who did the good dinosaur must have done. The backgrounds yeah, for this because yeah. this, this pro- photorealistic. I, I mean, like this film is very similar to the good times where like it looks incredible, but I think the clashing of the th- of the cars with the environment okay. bothers me. Before we play the trailer, Kellen, what is <laughs> what does Lightning McQueen say? <laughs> Get ready for what's coming. Jackson Storm is part of the next generation of high-tech racers. Rookie sensation. Jackson Storm. Jackson Storm. Jackson Storm's in a class of his own. 
Hey, champ! You had a good run. You have no idea what a pleasure it is for me to finally beat you. Did you say meet or beat? I think you heard me. Enjoy your retirement! You'll never be the racer you once were. You can't turn back the clock, kid. But you can wind it up again. The racing world is changing. Treadmills, wind tunnels, virtual reality. Still working on that. And interactive race simulation. Whoa, 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 whoa! Ah! You have jumped a barrier. Oh! You are on fire. Ah! You are going the wrong way. Turn up, turn up! You have crashed. We got some work to do. I am so excited that I get to train you. Visualize beating this guy. The beach ate me. Every week, veteran racers retire to make room for these younger, faster racers. Have you given any thoughts to retirement? Over here. Okay. No questions. Paparazzi. You'll never be as fast as Storm, but you can be smarter. Good luck out there. You're gonna need it. I decide when I'm done. You are not winning this. I'm coming for you, Storm. <laughs> Good job, buddy. <laughs> yeah, this one is it's Lightning McQueen's journey. And it's you know, he's in a race now where he starts to lose. And he's losing because he's not the cool like uh not working anymore. Yeah, he's not the cool hot shot racer anymore. You well, know, there's He's also just like he's old and Yeah, that's what know, I mean. Like, he doesn't have he doesn't have the fact that you're old. In this world, it's not that he's uh it's not, not that he's fatigued, it's just like there's more advanced exactly. you know, machinery he, he, he out just, there. Eventually you're going to be too he's, old. He's obsolete, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just that's what happens. And, and, and to be clear, I'm not saying this is like a garbage dumpster fire of a movie. Um, it's, uh, you that, did it, it, admit th- it. No, I didn't. <laughs> Those weren't my words. Replay them. You'll 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 hear that when you edit. No, nope, I heard um, something else. No, okay. Um, no, I I like the film. I love how like it's funny because it starts off like Rocky Balboa and then ends up becoming Creed halfway through. Actually, this movie is pretty much Rocky Four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In a way. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's but again, it's it's fun because I like that it was more focused. I think the second one's fun, but it's not as focused as this one. Because uh, you're basically following Lightning McQueen and his path to redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he realizes, spoilers, that his redemption maybe isn't him racing. It's him. Ooh, spoiler. Though. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, it's like the story of every aging athlete that a lot of them never come to grips with is that, like, you know, like Brett Favre, like, took forever yeah. to retire. And it just, like, made his career worse the more you hung in exactly. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this one teaches you, like, there's... um. Well, for this story, Doc Hudson, like Steve, Lightning Queen, goes goes through his life uh, assuming that Doc Hudson was bummed out that like he had to end his career early, and then you find out really his greatest achievement for him was training Lightning McQueen to be a champion. I know I had a tear roll down my eye when yeah. uh, Smokey opened up his garage and is nothing uh, but Lightning McQueen stuff. Oh, yeah. Pixar, and even your B material makes me cry. Because yeah. <laughs> it was funny because they did have a lot of meta jokes in there where. Lightning goes up to uh, Sterling's office. He's like, "We're gonna put Lightning McQueen everywhere." <laughs> and it's 
that's all. That was probably the biggest complaint people had with the Cars universe. Like, oh, it's just to sell toys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they kind of just said, oh, yeah, it is. And this is what Lightning McQueen is now. And what are they doing? Um, Henry, uh, you weren't a fan of it. Why? I mean, it just like, I don't know. It just didn't connect with me. Are, are we in spoiler no. territory? I don't remember if we yeah. said here's the trailer. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it just didn't. I mean, it's like part of it is that, like, I knew exactly how it was going to play out beat for beat. Like, the moment, like, she's like, I'm leaving. I was like, okay, this is what exactly is going to happen. And it's like, and that's not necessarily a problem, but just, just I mean, I'm not saying, like, it's the worst film of the year or anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying that, like. Yeah, that's next week. <laughs> hey, um, that's the best film of the year for your information. Yeah, um, like, you can see it as early as the beach scene. No, yeah. Like, like, like where the arc is going. You're, my only thing was, like, I hope it's going where I think it's going. If yeah. it doesn't, it's going to be, like, either mind-blowing we- <laughs> or super disappointing. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be weird <laughs> if they had all that set up and then Lightning Queen just totally wins in the yeah. end. Like. That, that was my only, like, there's a small chance I think they could screw it up like that. Yeah. But, like, when he, uh, when he abandons the race and puts her in, I was like, yes, that's yeah. where it mm-hmm. should go. And it's like, I'm, I'm fine. It's just that, like, I mean, uh, I know, like, some people were very, like, cool and thought it was good with the whole dock cuts and, and having Polynum's lines in it. It just didn't click for me. Like, it, it felt like edited in lines for me did you read the story behind it yeah the story's really great yeah it's well really i'm sure and i'm sure it's fine just that like in the product yeah itself, i get it just the, the story is is he would sit in the recording booth and tell these stories mm-hmm. about him racing yeah. and john lassiter took all those and saved and them. saved them and then he called up the uh paul newman foundation what's his name of his i can't remember newman's the, own yeah newman's own foundation and yeah. they said hey is it okay if we use this and they said absolutely because he loved racing and um <laughs> And I think it'd be cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, all that stuff he said, he actually ta- was talking about his life as a racer. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were able to... I thought it was tasteful. I didn't think it was... Oh, not at all. Like, when I first read that news, I'm like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of off-putting. But then, like, as it comes through the movie, like, it makes sense within context of the story. Nothing's off-putting about it. Like, it's actually very heartwarming, and it kind of makes you not shed a tear as much as when he opens up the um, garage oh, yeah. door. Well, even, when he opens up the garage door, I, I about lost it. And I'm like, this is a movie where cars have tongues. I know, I'm like, fuck Pixar. <laughs> I, got, I got a little teary-eyed at the little cartoon at the beginning. No, I love the cartoon. Yeah. Like, oh, the Lou one? Yeah, because at the beginning, I'm like, oh, this is kind of silly. And then you realize he's teaching the kid not to be a bully, and he's giving back all the toys. Oh, God, I got me. Back. Mm-hmm. It was just like, ah. <laughs> I've only seen the other two one time, so I actually thought those Doc Hudson's were just like re- Recycled. Recycled clips yeah. like that were in those movies, and there was flashbacks, I guess. Mm-hmm. So... Like, I didn't even notice that Did they he, were he died, what, about a year after Cars? I, so I want to say one or two years. Or maybe the same year, yeah. yeah when, when did when around that range? 2006. 2006. I think he died 2008, mm-hmm. if I remember right. I could be remembering it wrong, but... Yeah. Uh, but I mean, just like... It's not, I don't know, like Paul? Saying, Paul, are you there? <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah. I'm just saying that, like, it just didn't click with me personally. I was telling so. someone else about it. I was like, uh, I feel like this movie's really actually more for adults because I agree. Oh yeah, I, was like, I do agree. I was trying to tell him like, yeah, it's a, it's a great uh, story for kids about like an aging athlete who has to retire. Um, and then you realize that kids can totally relate to. Uh, <laughs> but it's really just like the dynamic visuals. Like I think they're the only appealing part for the kids because also it's been ten years, 11, 11 years since Cars one. So mm-hmm. a lot of those kids who grew up with Cars have moved yeah. on. Oh yeah, it's like me. <laughs> it, it, it's pretty interesting. The, it's all about planes I, now. I think the uh, the trajectory of cars is because it's so regarded as, you know, such second tier yeah. Pixar. But when you go to Disneyland and they have a whole cars land, like they care about it. And oh, I know yeah. it's like about making money, but 
I mean, they and that Cars one, they actually have like the real Mater there, and they have real Lightning McQueen. Yeah, and they the the park looks just like Radiator Sp- Springs. I mean, it's. Uh, I've always thought they were cute movies. I was never like. I actually think Brave and Cars are kind of on the same level. level of, where Brave yeah. is fun, but it's you know. Yeah, it's brave. Yeah, it's brave. <laughs> uh, and you know what's funny is when I was watching that Lou is the Lou the little boy kind of looks like the kid from the Good Dinosaur. Like if he was a little <laughs> older. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, get his hair longer. And yeah. Better. And to be clear, because we've had a couple of weeks on the show where we. We're we're questioning if this was going to happen. Yes, Tomater is in the movie. He is in the movie. Not very much, though. He has no. a great line about, like, you are a horrible person, but you make a quality mud flat. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, god damn it. It's been 11 years since Larry the Cable Guy has been able to make me laugh even once. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, if you stay till the after credits, he's in the after credits, oh, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just a goofy little scene. Uh, I It's weird, though, like, they, because uh, the, the, the animation is beautiful in this oh. film, but, like, Oh god! Stunning. There was another great line, like, and I love the visuals of this. Is they're driving through the forest at night. Mm-hmm. And I just love the way the forest oh, is at yeah. night. But like, I love they were like, uh, we were like, you could see the moon was bright for us. What we were moon running or we were moon shining. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. And there's that great moment too. Uh, what I loved about this movie is it's not about always winning. There's yeah. this great part where you it's know he, getting he, your shot. Yeah, he's tr- he's training uh, with Smokey. And he's going around. He finally catches Cruz, and he's beating her. And then she still ends up beating him. And no matter what he does, he just won't be able to do it. And it's it, it's really good. It's, it's like really Monsters good. University, where it's like, oh yeah, sometimes your dreams don't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he he got like he well yeah he like, achieved his dream a long time ago. He's yeah. just like yeah. he's running into the ground. Yeah, and he, and he doesn't and he, realize it. And you know, when after talking to Smokey and realizing what Doc did. He's like, oh, maybe now I should impart my wisdom onto somebody, and I can be just as fulfilled as winning all those piston cups. And it's a lesson he has to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, Doc learned it, and it's in a way you're winning too. Ex- exactly. Through someone else, and, yeah. and, it, it's, and in the end, he does win. He does win. He does <laughs> yeah. win at the end. <laughs> that was that was a weird thing where I was like, oh, okay, that's a good way to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I, like, I didn't second, know there's a rule, but okay. <laughs> you know, it might be in NASCAR. I think if you have to switch drivers, because you can't do that in NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. You can't. I I don't know NASCAR well enough, but I don't know if they both considered a, a they both get winning. They consider it a winner because it's the same team. I don't know how it works. I know they drive in circles. They well, do. Talladega the Nights, like they have That's a like companion a car, so, but oh yeah, like this. yeah. Well, I mean, in NASCAR, if the driver gets hurt and he can't continue, mm-hmm. then they have a second driver ready to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and those guys, they usually race in the low. I don't. I have no idea. I don't know how NASCAR works. Yeah. I'm from Colorado. We don't care. I need to rewatch. <laughs> uh, never mind. Joke's over. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. beautiful. Are there, like, any I, other big... I, I just want to know, like, did the cars push all the humans off a cliff or something? Like, no, what, it's just a what happened? It's just a different world. I just want to know. Kids these days have no imagination. I know. I, no, I don't. <laughs> you know what? I want to <laughs> answer. There's so also literally. talking animals in Bambi. <laughs> that, that makes more sense <laughs> And Oliver and Company in The Lion King. Yeah. In The Rescuers. To be fair, apparently there's crabs in this universe. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's crabs. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you see, is it the first cars where the little flies are little cars with wings on them? That's true. Yeah, we never saw the crabs. So yeah. Probably, and and remember, the crabs. cows are like and also, tractors. tractors. That's right. Yeah. I just, th- well, this was one thing in the film. Like, it didn't bother me, but I was like <laughs> thinking about it afterwards. Cause, so the Doc Hudson character is essentially like retired or something like that. <laughs> do, do cars die? 
Well, yeah, they said he's dead. Yeah, yeah, but like, so like, do they go to a junkyard in the sky? I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm thinking I think too, you're much. Putting too much. You're waiting, I know. Thinking way too much. About I want John Lasseter. To I think get you're the running, answers. and then your piston gets stuck, and your engine shuts down, and that's it. <laughs> yep, you're done. So that's death, Brad. <laughs> the cars. You know, what you need <laughs> Lightning McQueen to be at his gravesite. <laughs> I needed to see where he's just like, I miss you, Doc. I miss you so much. <laughs> I guess you, yeah, you, you can you can suffer a, a body injury and get uh, primered. Yeah, be fine. But yeah, yeah, it's when your engine blows, as you're done. Yeah, they can't fix that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, I was are just there, curious. That's are there any other like big animated films? Because we have Coco, which looks really great. Yeah. Uh, did, I don't know if they showed it to you guys, but did you guys see the trailer f- that they made a trailer for the Frozen short that they played? Before? Oh yeah. I was <laughs> like, man, if. <laughs> The fact that like a short is getting the trailer. Well, just remember that Frozen made one point seven no, billion mean, like, dollars. Only Frozen could do this. Oh, I know. Thing. That's why I was thinking too. I was like, wow, it's a full blown trailer too. Yeah. It's not like they showed Coco and like and and be sure to check out Frozen Olaf's Adventure or oh, whatever yeah. it's called. I Olaf's I holiday. thought for a brief second I'm like they made an Olaf spinoff. Well, uh, yeah, I love reading John Lasseter. I think he's such a genius. But there's another Despicable Me. Yeah, Despicable Me. Yeah, Despicable Three. Yeah. Uh, and well, John Lasseter said that originally they're going to go straight to I think the Disney Channel with it, oh, with okay. the Frozen. But then they wrote four musical numbers for it, yeah. And the stuff started pouring in. Like, uh, let's just put a lot of money into it and yeah. put it out. It's it's twenty two minutes long. Oh wow! So when you go see Coco, you'll be there for three hours. Uh, you want three hours of Disney? Get ready. I'm down. So we have that. We have the Ninjago movie. <laughs> Which there was? Did you? Yeah, that trailer yeah. cracked me up. Yeah. Like it's. It uh, still works even since February. <laughs> I've I've never seen it. Oh really? Oh yeah. It's, like, when it's the same it, one. Is yeah. it? You ruined my life. That's impossible. That it was never a party. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he picks up his phone. He's half asleep. It says, "Evil Dad, do not answer." <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> uh, I must have butt dialed you. <laughs> it's just funny. My we have, we have parents. They all have their quirks. <laughs> like Kumail like, on that in that trailer. Is funny. Like Walt Disney Studios is not making anything this year. No. Uh, so if that, and then I'm sure there'll be some. Well, Walt Disney's not making anything. He's technically dead. That's why he studios. said Walt Disney Studios. Oh, studios. Is okay. Isle of Dogs coming out this year or next, next year? Next year. Dang. Yeah. That's next. It's February. Um, or maybe March. Um, but like, so I'm sure there'll be like a anime film that comes out too. But I'm just thinking like. Yeah, not There's much. There's really not a lot of animated films this year. So. Yeah. Your, yeah, I think Your Name was the big anime one. Yeah, and, yeah. That was, and that was last year. I'll but, just keep hoping that well, Shark we just Tale got it now. Well, yeah, but like, it was for like, I'm thinking like Oscar-wise, and like, uh, that was eligible hmm. last year. Hmm. Interesting, yeah. There's not too many. I'm sure there was probably one we're forgetting about. Oh, yeah, but. I'm sure. And it'll probably win, but... Oh, well, Ferdinand. No. <laughs> Ferdinand. Oh, of course, I Ferdinand. <laughs> With John Cena. Actually, I well, I watched the trailer, and I'm like, you know what? It, 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 this is such a weak year in some, in some regard, it could have a chance. I don't know. Did like, Ice Age come out this year? Was that this year? What? No. Was the new Ice Age film? That no, year? that was okay. two years ago. No, there was one. There was one last year. Oh. Yeah, it was last year. Okay, I was sure if that was earlier. Yeah, but year. see, when I watch like the Ferdinand trailer and then I watch Coco, I'm like, mm, yeah, like it, Coco looks so much better. Well, yeah, no, I'm not. I, mean, I don't know anything about the story, but well, it's. I mean, it's a bull who doesn't want to fight because he likes. Lo- he's lo- a lover. So, uh, did you guys get the emoji movie trailer? Oh, oh fuck, right. yeah, that's the other one. Oh god, no. So. This is when I sit there and watch. I'm like, this is stupid. But there is like parents behind me that are just laughing. Oh god! So I, hard. I heard too many people laughing. I'm like, this is the gene pool right now. When the shit emoji says, "Oh, make sure you wash your hands," like my theater could not stop laughing. Oh, like, this is. Am I just like a bitter old fuck now? I'm like, this is stupid. It's it, it just like I, I don't know. I've been lucky. I haven't seen it yet. So 
like how oh, TJ, I, I like how TJ Miller's trying to like actually legitimize it. Yeah. I think it'll do about as well as the Angry Birds movie. I think so too. Yeah, I heard Sony paid something like fifty million dollars for the rights well, to like, make it. They That's... like they were like if you look at like the emails that like everyone leaked, like it's like they're really relying on this film yeah. to like save their film company. <laughs> like... <laughs> that and Venom, Tom Hardy. Oh yeah, Tom Hardy's gonna be Venom, guys. That was Tom also... Hardy's Venom. That's what yeah. they should name what? it. Should be well when when this happened. When... <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, j- just a minute ago, Tom Hardy in my Venom? head. I mean, I forgot about the Boss Baby. That's uh, the only one that came out this year. Oh, that's right. <sighs> and Smurfs. Mm. The Lost Village. Yep. Really like... Anyways, uh, well, I guess next mo- week's movie could probably be nominated for Best Animated Movie. Uh, Transformers <laughs> yeah. last night. Because when I watch it, I'm like, hmm, it looks like a Pixar movie. Mark with, like, Wahlberg Mark is Wahlberg my favorite it. animated character ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Actually, the Steelbooks for the other Transformers movies they are best by cool. right now, and they look pretty cool. I know, they look great. But too bad the movies are garbage. I know, I know it's inside. <laughs> yeah, I, do, I did get a gift card from my in-laws for Father's Day. I'm like, mm, I could use it on that, but then I have to watch them. That's like ten hours of fucking Transformer movies. And then you got to like. move them when you move. Exactly. <laughs> I don't feel like I'd rather watch the Lord, Naked Cage can again. You carry these for me. <laughs> they're twice as heavy because they're steel books. <laughs> they weigh as much as a car. <laughs> 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 That's you a missed know? opportunity. Like they should have been steel books that like transform with their metal. That is awesome. Why aren't we in charge of marketing? Gosh, sweet like six dicks this set. And, uh. <laughs> six dicks. <laughs> six dicks. <laughs> Hello, Hollywood. Pick up the phone. I know you're there. <laughs> oh no, it's transforming into my mouth. Until <laughs> 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 next week. Bye. Bye. And remember, see us at Denver Comic Con Friday, four thirty, room five hundred four. Watch us crash and burn. Nope. I'm good. I've done a lot of panels. I'm worried about you fuckers, though. Yeah, I'm looking at you. I am a little afraid that I'll drop the F-bomb and get <laughs> us kicked out. <laughs> we won't get kicked out. Oh, we just won't be asked to another podcast. We won't be podcast. invited back, yeah. Real Nerds Podcast is a Nebulous Visions multimedia production. The Real Nerds would like to thank the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now open in Sloan's Lake. We also would like to thank Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, especially Andrew. Our music has been brought to you by Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios. And, of course, thanks to James's mother, our most loyal listener. Have a nice day.